Welcome to Rocketman Explores, where we voyage forth and delve into the world of sci-fi. But wait a minute! Ever wondered when the internet is going to get tired of us and just come and kill us all? Well, so have I. But then again, maybe it'll just be happy and send us cats for the rest of our lives. Tune in as we figure out AI. Friend, foe, or disinterested god, much like cats. Hello, 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 ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between, and welcome to Season 2 of Rocketman Explorers. I know you probably already caught our first episode, but this is our first very special drinks episode. We may have done this last season, but let me tell you, this season, it has been an order of magnitude upgraded, because this season, I have a very special guest, a a lovely gentleman, and a, I must, I don't want to use even the word connoisseur, maestro, perhaps, is the best word available here. My friend Chris, how are you today, sir? Doing very well. Doing very well. Thank you. However, all I do is like, I like drinking. It's, I'm not really a maestro at this. Call it what you will, that's the, that's the opinion of a humble man. I, too, like drinking. However, I will be the first to admit I don't have your skills in the creation and enjoyment of drinks. So, you know, we'll, 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 but we'll leave it at that. Okay, so, we, we, we do a couple more episodes and you get up to my speed. Exactly. It's a learning experience for myself and the listeners, and for everybody, mm-hmm. in fact. So, dear listeners, Chris has curated a drink... That is appropriate to the theme of every one of our episodes that is upcoming. So our first is delving into one of my all-time favorite, well, I mean, probably films, certainly all-time favorite sci-fi films and a true classic of the genre, and that is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now, I'm sure most of you have seen this already. If you haven't, I mean, unless you're sort of in the middle of biking or on the way to work, I suggest you stop what you're doing. If you have yourself a few hours worth of time and go check it out, it is more than worth your time. Now, Chris, you, of course, are familiar with 2001. Yes. No, there it's I saw it probably in the cinemas when it first came out. And then in high school with my friend Graham and I, I must have seen it easily. 50 times because that was, uh, yeah, to, eight, to date myself, that was when VHS and Betamax were still around and, uh, the school had a Betamax machine. And so we worried in the technology that was the Betamax and enjoyed the film immensely over and over and over and over and over again. Fantastic. It's, it's definitely one of those films where you can do that. You can watch that 20 times and you're going to catch something new each and every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what drink have we paired up with this particular movie? There it's, this was the one that that there was a multiplicity of choices. There we have a margarita, which is also known as a daisy, which is obviously from the song that Hal sings as he is being unplugged. But there I was the sort of thing where we could have gone with vodka and Red Bull because of all the food in the film. But then I decided, do I really want to drink vodka and Red Bull? <laughs> a fair assessment. And then there's also a Brandy Alexander because of the uh, which one, ratio of the sides of the monolith. And a Brandy Alexander uses the exact same proportions of uh, various liquors. And so that I was interested in, but then realized, no, it's way too complicated. 
So let's make it a, da- a daisy, a margarita, which is daisy in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And uh, daisy is also a type of generic style of drink, like highballs or beers or wines. And when you make a daisy, basically you have a base spirit, whether that is brandy, whiskey, tequila, which is, in this case, a liqueur, which is triple sec in this case, which is an orange liqueur, but you can also use a uh, what's called cherry liqueur. You can also use a rose liqueur and then mm-hmm. something sour, which is, in this case, a lime. And uh, but you can use lemons, you can use uh, shrubs. So it's just a generic thing. But this one very specifically is tequila, orange liqueur and lime juice. Listeners, uh, I am drinking a daisy slash margarita that Chris kindly made for me yesterday. And uh, it is indeed fantastic. The simplicity of it is great. And yeah, it mixes again. I'm sure most of you listening have seen this, but for those that haven't, I won't spoil why it's appropriate, but everyone who's seen 2001 knows exactly why a daisy is particularly appropriate. So you're not going to be doing any singing now? Um, you know, let me finish the drink and then we'll see what happens. I promise nothing, but uh, we'll see where we'll see the, where the rest of the alcohol takes me. So Chris, as someone who's seen 2001 as much as you have, I'm not going to ask anything specifically about AI for this particular one, because 2001 is just such a broad, it's just, there's so much going on in this movie. So for you, what's the most, like, impressive part of 2001? Um, I would have to say, uh, which one I, on the spaceship. It, taking, mm-hmm. it brought, broad characters, I can remember very specific scenes from all over the place, from the beginning of the film, whether they're um, finding out how to kill everybody. But yes, I think it's by the sp- in the spaceship and especially the uh, revolving where uh, there when he's exercising. Yeah, the, the the shot, the sort of the long shot where he's running through the rotating mm-hmm. disc. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very I I guess almost Kubrickian shot. Like it sort of recalls somewhat um, Danny rolling through his tricycle in The Shining a bit. Insofar, it's just following one. It's not a POV, but it's following one character and just taking a view. It's almost to show the surroundings of whatever it is that you have. Like you see the entire ship, which or not the entire ship, but the entire circular ring, which is brilliant, all in one shot as he's running around the exterior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. All of his, all the camera work and the space stuff. It still holds up. That's the genius of it. It still holds up today. If if anything. Because it's all practical and you can see it all there in the camera lens, I prefer, I find it looks realer than a lot of the things you would do with CGI now, because it's all there. Everything that you're seeing is everything that's in the camera lens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For me, 2001, I, I saw it, I saw it when I was very young and didn't quite understand it. Uh, then I watched it several times over the years that grew on me, including, uh, one memorable part thing on, uh, uh, various fungi that I won't go into from there, but which definitely expanded my understanding of several parts of the universe, and we'll leave mm-hmm. it at that, dear listeners. But I, I still think my favorite, Hal is such an interesting character in that he's one of, I think it's he's probably the first, ro- like, not even robot, but the first artificial character that I can remember seeing because I saw 2001 quite early when I was quite young, which means I didn't understand anything, but I remember he, he sort of became, 
he left a mark on me because it was so early. It was he it was so menacing while still just being it's a red light on a wall. And yet mm-hmm. just I think a lot of that is lent to his the voice actor's performance for it. Yes. Is, it, it's he's uh, I'm not sure I, I didn't research enough for exactly who it was, but whoever it is that's doing his voice sort of that cold dead like machine like quality I find has influenced just about any and all movies with robots going forward. Everything takes at least something from HAL 9000. It's very much like a benchmark. Mm-hmm. Although you don't you don't remember Robbie the robot. No, that's a little bit just again um, you know, my listeners and I have discussed this before. My parents smoked a lot of hash when I was young, so they were big into 2001, but not so much. I don't recall. <laughs> I didn't see much of anything else. Lots of 2001, lots of TNG, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. May I just say, this is a truly excellent margarita. Yes, no, there, there, sometimes it is served with a salted rim. I'm not a big fan of the salted rim, and so left it out. Yeah. That's I I agree with you. So listeners, a go watch uh, 2001: Space Odyssey if you haven't already. Even if you have, you know what? Revisit it. We're all still in quarantine. At least we are up in our particular neck of the world. So uh, you know, you got some time on your hands. Go check it out. It is always worth a rewatch. And if any of you feel like emailing us or tweeting us. Tell us your preference. Are you a salt on the rim margarita? Are you a sugar on the rim? Or are you a nothing on the rim? Where do you fall in the great rimming divide for margaritas? Where do you stand on all of this? And, uh, yeah, that's it for our little, our first little teaser episode for episode two. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Again, enjoy your drinks. And, Chris, we'll, we'll see you on the next drinks episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, and I will speak to you later. Yep, thanks, Chris. Dear listener, please catch us next week for the full episode about 2001 A Space Odyssey. Let me ask you something. Do you watch wrestling? Either way, I have a podcast I want you to check out. Smart and Friends is the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. Sometimes we watch wrestling with content creators or emerging artists who don't watch wrestling. Other times we'll invite a wrestler to talk about their interesting projects outside the squared circle. Or maybe we'll do something else entirely, as long as we think wrestling fans and people outside of our fandom will get a kick out of it. Catch Smart and Friends from the Two Finger Guns Club wherever you catch your podcasts. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew pew!